Welcome to Purpose First. Business leaders all over the world are using new tools and techniques and systems to drive business, make an impact in their industry and a difference in the world. I believe that when we put purpose first, the right systems and processes naturally follow so we can scale up safely and easily and that gives us the headspace to innovate and create meaningful change. I speak to the masters of this craft so you can learn to transform your business and do the work you love. I'm Paul McGilvery and this is Purpose First. Jason Greystone, welcome to Purpose First. Thanks very much for coming on, mate. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure, Paul. Really it's, cool. um, it, it's, it's great. It's, it's perfect timing and it's something that we've wanted to do for a long time. I think we've known each other maybe a couple of years now. Um, yeah, we were on a program out. together a couple of years ago now. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. And um, so we'll we'll get we'll get really really into sort of yeah how we know each other and what what we're, what we're doing and your programs and all that kind of stuff but for for our listeners and viewers um it'd be really great if you could give us a background who you are what you do and how you got here would be awesome yeah sure so uh my name is jason graystone as as you've uh, introduce, introduce already, but I'm a uh, I'm an investor and I'm a professional speculator trader. And the reason I'm an investor and speculator is because at the age of 21, I decided that I wanted to not be reliant on um, a, a parent, a partner, a boss, a geographical location. You know, I didn't want any kind of restraints. I wanted a bit more freedom and. Um, and, and being the engineer that I, I was, I, uh, I decided to kind of create a formula and a process, step-by-step process of how I could cover my living costs to be financially free. And I think people kind of make the mistake of thinking that it's all about having loads and loads of money, but financial freedom is about a ratio of, of, of certain things. And I worked that out then, I managed to do that by, I was t- by the age of uh, 29, and then I, I'm now really spend my days helping other people um, implement those strategies so that they can be financially free too. Awesome. That's a, that's a really good summary. That's, that's excellent. Thank you. So what interests me straight away is in retrospect, it's obvious and it's worked, you know, um, especially in this current time, you must be just patting yourself on the back because you've set yourself up. So, you know, you, you can, you can glide through, for the foreseeable future, I would imagine, with the system you put together. But back then, you know, it's quite a – did it feel like a risky thing or was it just obvious to you? Um, it, it felt – I mean, it did feel risky at times when people would start to say to me and doubt me and say, what are you doing, you know, why are you taking these risks? And my risks were getting considerably more and more. Uh, but I was sensible enough to stage in the risks so that – I had the results to prove that the last one worked. Now this one's just a, another risk. I'll take that one and see if that works. And I kind of got a bit of support from my family and, and was able to to take uh, increasingly more risks uh, without the pressure of feeling like a complete lunatic. Um, <laughs> but I did do that. And as I became more and more involved with investments, what I realized was the real the real profitable businesses they, uh, or the most valuable businesses, I should say, are all working on 
timeless and spaceless principles. So they are they're able to invest their money to generate maximum revenue without buying bricks and plant and property and equipment. And I realized that actually there's certain things these businesses are doing. If these biggest businesses in the world are doing that, I should be doing that with my personal finances. I should be doing that with my business finances. And I started to focus on um, leverage and and liquidity. So I realized that these companies would have six months operating costs in the bank at all times. And I thought, well, I'll do that with my personal banking. I'll do that with my personal business. And when you kind of start to study what those the best businesses on earth are doing, you know, these these great minds that are far more intelligent than me, and you start to implement what they're doing in your own personal finances, although it's risky to the outside world because they're just not aware of this stuff, you know, unless you're immersed in it and studying it, they, they are going to call you mad because it's not what, you know, you get comments like, enjoy it while it lasts kind of thing. Well, now look, right? So right. If, if, if you start... Um, if you start focusing your attention that way, you start to uh, appreciate time. And the obsession for me came with how much time I could buy. So wealth for me became this obsession with, if I lost my income today, how much time could I buy into the future? You know, and, and how could I maximize that? And how could I increase the longevity of that so that if I lost it for a longer amount of time, I would still generate that income? And okay. really that started to make me think in terms of, you know, liquidity, it, my lifestyle expenses, and my the types of income streams I was generating. So I didn't want to go and, you know, it's no good saving all your money, but then having to work 24 hours a day to, to earn more money to put into the thing. So that's kind of where I got with it. Okay. So um, first of all, I want to explore leverage and liquidity and exactly what you mean by that definition. But first, how does, how does this translate? You're seeing the biggest business in the world. How do you translate that to you and your family? How, what, what KPIs are you matching here? What are you, what are you copying? What are you mimicking? Okay. So, um, at the, at the, at the most fundamental level, I was looking at, um, companies that are, uh, what their operating costs are and how much money they've got in reserves. Okay. And I worked out that on average, it worked out to six to nine months of operating costs in cash liquidity all the time. And what I mean by liquidity, I mean, you need, you need water to drink, right? You need water to live. If you imagine a tap, which is drip, which is running and you're drinking from that tap, that will, allow you to drink and live if you turn if you froze that tap the tap would freeze and then it would just start dripping very very slowly and you wouldn't be able to drink anymore that's what i see people doing when they think about cash they kind of save and save and save and save and save and then they lock all that money into a frozen block of ice which can no longer pay for their you know their breakfast and pay for their 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 uh, their lifestyle don't pay for your gym membership you can't break a tile off of your house and pay for your gym membership with it it doesn't doesn't work that way so I, I kind of focus towards liquidity so what were the biggest companies in the world doing they were they were working out their operating costs and then they were storing six to nine months of, of cash uh, in the bank the other thing I studied from them is they would put about ten percent or nine point eight percent of their uh, revenue into r and d so I thought, well, how does that apply to me? If I break off 10% of my income and put it into development, self-development, 
how will that help me grow? If the businesses are doing that and they're doing it year on year, it makes sense for me to try it. So I started allocating 10% of my income to self-development. And that, that, out of all the things I've done, investing and, and trading and all that, that was probably the biggest leap of risk uh, in people's eyes because it's like you're spending two grand here, you're spending five grand there on that program, this program, that book, that book. Because there's an intangible aspect to that, right? Yeah, um, yeah. There's an intangible income growth aspect to that, but it's there. You just It's just one of those things that you've got to trust. If you're mm. implementing what you've learned into a business, you know yourself, Paul, right? You, you've self-developed and you've, you've done lots of programs. We met on a program. How much has that program generated towards your, your business and your opportunities? Mm. It's, un, it's intangible, yeah. really, but intangible and priceless actually and priceless yeah. right yeah. so i started doing that so i very simply just said right i'm going to split some money into a buffer of cash work out my living expenses have that in in um <clears throat> in cash and once i've done that something really magical happened because i felt calm i felt very very at ease and very creative all of a sudden where i was able to just go wow you know if i lost my job tomorrow i've got six months that I can live from and that will allow me to not run around kind of in this kind of animal mentality chasing you know avoiding pain seeking pleasure but instead just not change my strategy and then look holistically and go how can I serve people in this situation instead of trying to serve myself so that 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 had a a payback on my income as well because out of that just by having that there's a return on investment on having that that saving there Okay, that's that's huge because I, I I think am I right in saying that it feels like the majority of people just don't put money aside. We just spend paycheck to paycheck and so on. Yeah, totally. I've, I've definitely before before joining your programs <laughs> at least been guilty of that for sure. Look, so, that, that definitely. And and another th- problem with that is well, it's actually three point four percent people uh, put away on average in the UK. Um, the average person, if they lost their job tomorrow, they'd have about 1.7 weeks to live without having to drastically change their lifestyle somehow. Um, okay. that's, but that's but on top of that, you hear you hear kind of throwaway things like save 10%, which is a great strategy. But what they don't realize is if you save 10% of your income, uh, after 10 years, you've only got one year's worth of income. And then if you do that for 40 years in the workforce, you've only got four years of income. So it's not a complete mm. strategy. And this is where your leverage comes in, right? This is where, this is where a few things come in. One is um, accelerated saving. So every three months, ramp up the saving. I call, it's called paying yourself first. You know, I didn't, I didn't invent this stuff, but we're gonna, I know we're going to talk about this in a bit, but really, your, your, I call it the purpose account, right? The, the, the financial freedom account. If you pay that first and then pay everything else after that, you're going to build up an account that's ever growing and working towards your financial freedom. And by doing that, you become more creative, more, you know, more loving, more caring, more supportive. And when it, when you hit times like this, you're not running around trying to figure out how you're going to make ends meet. So is this, is this a, uh, I've been talking about this a lot recently in different contexts, but a Maslow's hierarchy of needs thing that because I know that that money's sitting in the bank and that I would be okay if everything was to fall down today, that some kind of almost hormonal or chemical trigger goes off in my brain that just goes, you're fine. What's, what's next on the list? What's next, what's next? the pyramid? 
Totally. And, and, and at that point, that, you know, that top, that self-actualization section of the pyramid is what makes you want to be your best self. And I know you talk about this a lot. It's one of the things I think we really resonate with this idea of, of li- living a meaningful life. Everyone wants to live a meaningful life. Um, and how do, how do we, how do we live our purpose? How do we find our purpose and how do we, how do we live it? I was going to save it to the, the, to the end, but here we are talking about purpose already. It's, it's inevitable. Absolutely. That, that is, that you've you hit the nail on the head. I mean, just by having that, that buffer of cash there allows you to really think holistically. It allows you to be, um, to, to, to really think about why you do what you do. Um, and when you no longer need to rely on an income, you know, that's at that point, you really understand what it is you're here for because you don't need to, there's nothing distracting you. You know, um, you know, your, your strong points and your weak points, you know what you're good at. And then you can just delegate everything that you're not good at and focus on what you are good at. And naturally you just, like you say, transcend that, that Maslow's hierarchy of needs until the point where you get to the stage where people's opinions and, 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 you know, people kind of projecting their opinions onto it. it just doesn't matter. You think of Elon Musk, he's out there trying to solve the problem of space, right? And get into space, the space race. He's not worried about the kids that bullied him at school or people bitching about him. You know, he's, 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 he's focused. He's on, he's on purpose. He's, and, and that's inspiring to see. And when we see people out there doing things like that and Richard Branson, um, it's inspiring. And the reason it's inspiring is because we see in them something that reminds us of us. But because we've because we can't see more than two feet in front of our face, we are we've got the blinkers on. We need to look after that that base level hierarchy of needs before we even start to think that far ahead. So I, I get like there's if you think about I always give the example of kind of a a factory worker. Okay, so a factory worker might be able to see day to day and a job to job. So okay. this job takes this long, this job takes this long, and when you ask the factory worker and you say you know, what are you up to tonight? They might say, I'm going to have a pizza and watch a film. And you say, what are you up to on at the weekend? And they go, oh, probably go down the pub to get away, you know, to kind of treat myself. What are you up to next week? Oh, I don't really know. What are you up to next month? No idea. You know, what are you up to next year? What's what two year, three year? Absolutely no idea. And then you've got kind of the, uh, the manager who, and the manager is able to manage the factory workers because they've transcended that, that that horizon of of space and time they can manage okay. people they can deal with paradoxes in those people and that's because they're more focused on where they're going so that they, they, they can see further in front of, and they're earning a bit more money and then you've got the ceo who can manage the whole company then you've got kind of the the, the visionary like the, the elon musks and the more you can be focused on where you're going and what you're here for the less you get distracted by the you know, the, the, the bitchiness and the kind of opinions and the fear and all that kind of stuff because you've got a cause way beyond yourself. And when you've got a cause way beyond yourself, you've got an objective mind. And if oh, you've got absolutely. an objective mind, it's, uh, yeah, there's no stopping you. And it's, it's, it's definitely, I feel that more and more when, when I start, when I turned towards, okay, what is it that drives me? What is it that I'm here for? What is my purpose? All of a sudden, the drive and the energy and the ideas just just flowed. It was like it, it, it was like I was channeling some other me, you know, it's some yeah. some greater me. And it's fascinating to know that that you can what's you can hack that by by having this buffer and switching this mindset and 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 looking not just day to day, but 
look, maybe, I, I always imagine it as if you get to the edge of the cliff and when you're at the edge of the cliff, you can see for miles and miles and miles across yeah. the sea. Um, yeah. But for a few, a few, few feet or yards back and you can't see that distance. Absolutely. And it's not, it's not just about the buffer. It's about how it's about using, it's about leverage again. So leveraging, uh, using things like um, delegation and also getting rid of stuff that you don't want to do. Like mm. one, a great thing that I, I did was basically set a, an alarm on my phone every 15 minutes and studied my time. Uh, I'm obsessed with data and charts and graphs and things. And I studied my time for an entire week. And then basically at the end of the week, I produced this heat map and, it's, uh, and, and then I categorized all of the kind of emails as admin and things like that. And then I prioritized things that I loved to do, wanted to do and chose to do. And then I categorized things that I had to do, um, you know, and I needed to do and should do. And I kind of split them and then I delegated as much as I possibly could of all of that using some of my savings and buffer. So, mm, yeah. uh, and again, that's intangible because at first you feel like you're spending more money on stuff that you could do. But when you're more inspired and more aligned to just focusing on your purpose and your mission and what, you know, the mission at hand, and you can delegate as much as possible that isn't inspiring to you, you literally transcend, um, you know, those, those levels as quickly as possible. And, and absolutely naturally you earn more money by doing that. Mm. I, I, there's a real parallel in, in what you described there with what I do in my business, because I'm doing that. I'm looking at people's processes and working out what I can automate with software. And it's, it's a similar thing. It's, there's an investment, there's a financial investment in alleviating that. But once you've automated it, all of a sudden, you're not spending any time doing that job anymore. And so the ROI on doing that repeatedly is that you are free to do that, to live, yeah. to live your actual value, live your actual purpose. Um, Absolutely. And, it's, and I, I, I see that a similar mindset here. You have to kind of trust the process. You have to go, okay, I'm going to put this investment in because it is an actual investment. It's not a cost. It's an investment. Um, and that, and, and that's, why yeah. there's an, that's why there's an order of doing it though, Paul, as well. <clears throat> because if you did that um, whilst you was in animal mode and you was trying mm. to cover the, the, the food, shelter and water, mm. you wouldn't even think about putting that money into something like that. You just wouldn't. <clears throat> so there's an order of, of which you do it. You need to build a foundation. You need to build a buffer of cash that will cover your living, living costs for six months, three to six months. And then once you've done that, think of it like a pyramid. <clears throat> if you then have a buffer and then you go to invest some money into a speculation or some passive investments, you're not worried about that money because you've taken a sensible portion of what you can afford to lose and taken it to higher risk. And then mm. once you've once you've worked that out and you've got that working well, you you've got another living expense buffer in that, and then you can go to the higher speculation. And you might go to small cap stocks or in financial markets, or you might really take a, a speculation on a on a startup business or something like that. But if you if it fails, you've got the pyramid. It, it can't crumble mm. because you've built it the right way. Most people try to build wealth by speculating straight away. And that's right. literally building an upside down pyramid. And what they're doing is they're attacking their animal brain rather than relieving it. 
Yeah, because the brain's freaking out. It's just going, what are you talking about? I don't even know if I can feed myself next week. What are you doing trying to build totally. this new company? Or Yes, okay. Imagine so. starting a business and then going, right, first thing we're going to do is build a 50 grand system to get everyone automated. No mm. one in their right mind would do that, you know, not unless no. you've got tons of cash. Yeah, absolutely, which you only have after you've built the business in a, a granular step-by-step way to get to that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's such, in, in fact, I used, um, we were talking before before this, that I, I just did a talk um, to our community and yeah. I used the Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs Pyramid um, in a different way, which was uh, software systems. So you yeah. start with your base things, Gmail, OneDrive, all this kind of thing. Yeah. Then, you move, then you move up to safety, security, which is bringing in your finances. So you sort out your sales funnels and so on. And it works in the same way that you have to have this base. Um, yeah. And it's all building to, to get to that point where you can automate those things to free yourself up to do that work. It's, it's an interesting... Uh, and, and I didn't realize I subconsciously stole your pyramid idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all aligned and, and it's actually aligned with the economy because when you look at the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the economy is built around that because it, it, at the bottom, I think it's what? Shelter and food, okay? Mm-hmm. If you ask most people what, they, what their biggest expense is, their highest value, which is what they spend most of their money on, it will be their house right? The mm. shelter above their head. The next thing that they spend their money on is their food, their shopping. If you tally mm. that up and I guarantee that most people listening to this will have their biggest expense will be the bottom of the hierarchy of needs. Mm. And then after mm. that, then they can start developing. The key is to do both, to hack the system so that you yes. can transcend quicker. And yes. once you can do that by having a structured automated system that will do it for you, that will remove emotion, uh, that's when you can succeed at doing that. Okay. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. So, um, and you teach people how to do this with your tears of freedom program, which I want to come into in a moment, but, um, I can't not address the current economic climate mm. and situation, the crazy, crazy times we find ourselves in because all the things you're, you're addressing, there must be millions of people all over the world in exactly this position where they don't have a buffer they're in you know many of them have lost their jobs a shocking amount of people have lost their jobs within the mm. space of a couple of weeks um so, so where do you start is it because it because really ideally everyone would have would have started your tears of freedom program six months ago <laughs> and the world will be fine <laughs> yeah i, I mean they're, they're, this is a topic that you could talk for days on right because there's so many moving parts and so many different situations that people are in mm. and um you know it, 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 so there's certain things that apply and certain things that are kind of bespoke depending on your situation but Fortunately, the people that have been through the pro, we launched in October, right? And I think it was very, very timely. A lot of businesses have, have succeeded just because of some of the fundamentals that we taught in the program, which is amazing. It's incredible. Um, but this just reinforces, uh, to me, the importance of, of having a cash cushion. There's a lot of people out there at the moment that are going to be going back down to the animal brain. You're going to see, you know, fighting for for value fighting for price fighting for products fighting you know and it, and if if you was to have the buffer there you wouldn't be thinking like that um i think you know in terms of where this is going i think it's going to be a dramatic contrast in people who are working towards timeless and spaceless business models and people that aren't so <laughs> And 
it's, it's quite difficult. I mean, service is key, right? But there's certain things, like, as I say, when I was looking at investment companies, I would look at who's able to generate a revenue without spending money on property, plant and equipment, you know, things that deteriorate. And when you shift your mindset to that, then you'll get the answers to those questions. People out there now in this situation that are trying to think about how they can get the same business just to get through it and carry on are going to fail mm. um, eventually. Because if they're not thinking about, look, this isn't going to be right in the future, and if this happens again, do we want to be in this situation in the future? If you're just trying to get through it and you know, take on a debt from the government and evade paying ta- or delay paying tax for a while and then go back to doing the same thing, what you're going to find yourself in is a situation where you haven't adapted and, and that system is broken and it might last for another two months, three months, mm-hmm. but you know, it, you've only got so long. It's this, I believe that this is kind of a forced evolution to get people to evolve towards. Yeah. It really is. I, I think this is like a universe signal to, to go, you should have done this by now now you've got to do it and it's almost forcing people to go where they need to go and the mm. ones that adapt will do very well and the ones that don't will unfortunately find themselves in a, in a difficult situation yeah I, I totally agree and it's a it's such a strange thing to observe that you know we've been saying both of us have been saying to our different different communities we need to be delegating automating we need to be um moving into timeless spaces businesses we need to be pushing as much as we can online and all of a sudden yes the world is saying that um i'm not saying i'm not saying we're prophets it's just it's just that when you look when you look far enough you know, into the distance at a particular situation, you can see the way the world is going. It's just that this has speeded it up dramatically. Um, and and Absolutely, so, yeah. Fact, it's time, time and space. I think everyone wants less time and, and less, like everyone wants to spend less time doing something and they want to not travel. Mm-hmm. And, and as much as a lot of businesses think, yes, but we need to, yes, there can be a human element to that and you can build it the right way and you can build it the wrong way. But you're not going to change the fact that humans want to evolve and evolution is towards lower free, like literally no time, no space. We saw it Mm. with Blockbuster and Netflix, right? Blockbuster didn't, Netflix didn't create a different product. It was still a film, but you don't have to travel. You don't have to get in your car and go down to the thing and put petrol in Mm. your car and pay for the parking meter, go and get a film, travel home, go back the next day to take it back. There's none of that. And then there's, it's no time commitment because it's instant. You just click the button, it's on. That's all they solved. It's the same with Amazon, right? Amazon sell everything. So they sell everything so you haven't got to travel to different shops. And now yeah. all they focus on is how quickly they get it there. So space gone, time gone. Now it's how quick can we get it there? Because time Perfect. is the most important thing for everyone. It's, and it's fascinating that Netflix actually offered themselves up for sale to Blockbuster and Blockbuster laughed at them. Yeah. That's like... Ouch. Yeah. And that's what and that goes back to what we were just saying about businesses not seeing the bigger mm. picture. They're they're mm. gonna they're they're gonna struggle. A lot of it is to do with um ego and pride as well. And 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 yeah. also a lot of it's to do with not thinking outside the box. <clears throat> so when you do have some savings, you can start thinking a bit outside the box more. So most people don't realize that if they just 
you know, if they sold their house, they might have 400, 500 grand equity in their house, say, mm. and they could put that into an investment at, you know, 10% per year, and that would pay them 50 grand a year income, and they wouldn't ever have to work. And, and, and a lot of people have got that equity now, but mm. instead they're going to work for 20, 30, 40 more years to, to pay for an house that sits empty whilst they're out of work. So it's kind of people don't think of that because they've always been told that you've got to do this, you've got to do that, you've got to do that, you've got to get on the property ladder, and we've been dictated to. Almost. And I think that's what we're facing. It's, 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 it's equal in personal life and business life, isn't it? We're all doing what we've always done because that's what everyone else does and has yeah. always done. And breaking out of that, it's um, our mutual friend Daniel talks about this all the time, this monkey mind um, yeah. that we've got, which is basically evolved to keep us doing what we're doing because it's got us this far alive. It's um, trustworthy. Yeah. We, we trust it because it's got us here. No matter how miserable we might be or, uh, you know, how much we're struggling, it's got us yeah. here. And so let's carry on. And it's it feels a comfort like that's zone, right? comfort zone. Yeah, exactly. So that's what we need to, to bust out of both personally and professionally. Um, it's, it's that, um, that brings me on to tears of freedom, I think, because, that's what I felt really valuable with the Tears of Freedom program. As you say, there are, there, there's lots of financial advice out there and lots of business advice out there. Being part of a community that are all doing it too gives you that sense that I'm not crazy, <laughs> that other people are doing this and I'm hearing their success stories and we're sharing this and you know we can talk to you and you're doing it and you're living it and it's worked for you kind of calms that monkey mind because it's like i'm following it's a process normal. i trust the process these guys are a couple of months ahead and i can see where i'm going to be in a couple of months ahead if i carry on with this process yep. so it's, it's fantastically valuable would you like to um share with the people listening and watching about the program and just what it involves i mean we've covered quite a few aspects of it um naturally yeah, in the uh, conversation uh, the program's a wealth creation program, but it's it's to it's to get people to a level of financial independence and financial freedom, and they are two different things. And I think that's the first hurdle uh, that people hit when they think about these things. They think, "Well, what is financial freedom? I don't even know. Like, I don't know what I'm going for. I know that I I might have to work a bit harder. I might have to earn more money. Uh, I might have to invest. I might have to buy properties. Whatever they do." It's not necessarily true. Um, there's two stages of financial freedom. The first stage is can be achieved in a very a relatively short space of time, and that's what many companies are being forced to do right now, to develop income streams that cover their living costs, regardless of someone to answer to, okay, a proprietor, uh, a position in a job or a role, a particular role where you're you're answering to someone. Um, a person like a parent, a guardian, a partner or a spouse, or um, a, a position on the world, like a place, a geographical location. And when you can do that, you've basically achieved financial independence stage one. So that's something that's tangibly, you're able to work towards tangibly when you're working on the metrics of liquidity, income and lifestyle expenses, uh, types of income, right? Leveraged income. Then financial freedom is is the second stage because stage one isn't um it isn't sustainable because it's still reliant on you so you still can't develop an income if 
um, you know, if you lose your mind or you lose your motor skills or you, you know, you lose your expert, you, you know, you just lose the market crashes or you die, like that income is gone. Mm-hmm. So what happens then? So that's when you have to get to that level to be able to allow that income to still cover phase one, regardless of those four things. When you've done that, then you've reached financial freedom. So the program is designed to help people implement strategies to achieve stage one in a relatively short space of time. And then phase two is the goal. And it gives you all of the tools and strategies to do exactly that without going off into the fluff of, you know, showmanship and all these kind of gimmicky uh, strategies out there <laughs> and that's why people Absolutely. are getting results because it's it's direct no fluff uh, and all the tools that you need it is definitely it walks you through the process right from the beginning it doesn't assume any knowledge but it doesn't patronize you either which is really nice um so you're managing to meet the needs of lots of people at different levels and different stages of their their business evolution and personal evolution what's well, what's interesting can't patronize because we've got such a high community right is i mean they're high level groups <laughs> we're well, talking about some high level group in there it is it is fascinating and i think i think you've done this very well and i've remarked to many people how well you've done this that it's it's not one of those um courses where you could just anyone can sign up you you curate this very carefully and so there's a facebook group that you're a member of and a, a part of the community for some time before joining the course and even membership to that Facebook group is, is curated by yourself. So, Mm. so from the very start of joining that group, I was surrounded by peers who many of them I knew from our business communities, others different, the same mindset from different communities, but everyone had this, this kind of vibe, this synergy, and we're, we're all in it together. I feel like this. I'm, I'm, you know, I I love the group. It's It's a, I'm passionately love the the community spirit that we have there. There's sharing, there's vulnerability that I haven't seen in any other group. To be honest, there's yes. if if anyone's really struggling with something, they'll just share it to the group, and so many people will step up and help. So to have that that community walking you through something that's possibly one of the most difficult things, you know, financial stability, let alone freedom, hmm. is a challenge for many people. So to have that community. Uh, walking you through that process is a gift for sure yeah I, I, the values of the company are very much based around transparency which is the vulnerability you talk about and that's really about um laying your cards on the table because you can't move forward unless you you know where you're at right you don't you need to be open you need to know your numbers you need to share you need to level the playing field so that you know that there's that level of normality like you just said right everyone's on the same thing let's just be open about it so i can't help you if i don't know where you're at and then it's contribution so as you say it's very engaging everyone is contributing to the group everyone's helping each other out there's partnerships going on and then growth is inevitable because everyone who i like to think of it as like optimus prime everyone that is part of that business then kind of bolts on to the yes. business and we become this big partnership of of elite and um and that's exactly what we set out to do and i've been blown away by the by the community i really have it is fantastically successful in that respect, for sure. Um, and another thing that I, I, I don't know whether you saw this coming or not, um, but it was definitely a surprise to me. I thought I was signing up to a financial freedom program. But it's much bigger than that because the kind of, um, the kind of person that's attracted to your energy, the, the work that you do, the videos that you share, and the way that you teach 
and of course your own values are very strong around personal development yeah and so you're you're attracting so many people that are really into personal development so even though we're on a financial freedom program and we're a, a financially based community we're talking about our workouts we're talking about what books we read yeah. we're talking about so many we you know, meditation in fact so much so that you put a module in the course about meditation yeah. um, it's 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 self-development. It's pure self-development. And of course, the finances leverage your purpose yeah. in, within that. Totally. And there's a purpose module, right? And and there's tools and everything for that. And and the thing, what you just said is interesting because a, a mistake I see, I think we do really well that I, I see happen a lot is people try to sell people what they think that person needs. Whereas people don't want to be sold what they need because it's like telling a bounce. It's like trying to show up a bouncer on a door, right? It's like making someone feel shit. And, and you get these kind of motivational gurus saying, Oh, just be positive. You know, just, just think positive. There is no negative. And, and you kind of think, Oh, you don't really get me. You know, you don't know what's going on in my life. You know, so you disconnect. It's always, I've found it always best to meet people where they're at, which is why mm. there's that vulnerability meet people where they're at, give them what they want. So what they think that they're getting, okay. And then give them much more, all the bits that they need to actually succeed at that. Because everyone knows there's much more elements that you need to that, uh, but they can't see it. They can't see that they need it. And you certainly can't sell that to them. It's impossible. So sell them what they want, get them in, then enlighten them, give them what they need. So same with a same with fitness, right? You go to see a fitness instructor because you've got no motivation to lose weight. You need someone to hold you accountable. You go and see them, and they and you go and see them because they've got a ripped body. That's what I want, right? Yeah. You go and see them, then they say, right, you've got to set your alarm clock here. You've got to have a habit routine. You've got to set your diet plan. You've got to do this. That's what they need, but they, that's not what they're selling. They're selling the body. Mm. They've got the tops off, right? Makes sense. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Okay. So really, I think that's a beautiful place to end. Um, I was going to end on purpose, but we covered it beautifully already. I think that the whole thing is about really living your purpose. It's about yeah. getting yourself in a position so that your values can shine through in, in, in everything you do and life becomes meaningful. Um, so I'd love to know if Where's it going next? I can't imagine that this this is it. I mean, you're already adding more and more modules to the program as we go. Have you have you got any ideas about what else you'd like to do or where you'd like to go with the community? In terms of the community, as I say, I would love for um, I would love for the program to be uh, a, a practice of what the program preaches. So I would like the program to be a leveraged income stream of the partners that become partner of it. So if, mm. you know, one of the things we're going to do, do is an affiliate program where people can go and bring people into the program who we see a right fit. Um, but on top of that, the part that the founders and the elite members, if they can provide value to the program and it aligns with the values and it, and it, and it works towards that goal of achieving financial independence stage one and two, then they will become partners of the program and we'll, we'll build this thing as, you know, we'll all grow together, which is nice. a really exciting thought. Really exciting. Optimus Prime. Love it. Okay. Jason, <laughs> how can people find more about you? How can they, of course, you, you've got a podcast as well. Number one in the finance uh, category, I believe. Um, yes, it was. It was number one on, uh, in three categories. Always free, it's called. Okay, brilliant. And where, where do they go online to find more about you? Uh, you can go on all the social channels, Jason Greystone, um, on Instagram, J underscore Greystone. And 
you can go to jasongraystone.com and you can sign up for my newsletter. comes out every week. Very valuable newsletter there, some of the insights, and, and it's all free. It's the stuff that I talk about that I've, uh, I've implemented myself. So. Awesome. Thank you. And I think you can probably tell by my enthusiasm that I, I wholeheartedly recommend uh, the Tears of Freedom program and Jason's work in general. It's awesome. It's, it's definitely made a massive difference to my life and my business already. Wow. Just in the few months I've been, I've been part of it. So um, yeah, check, check out Jason's work. And Jason, thank you so much for coming on. This has been oh, thank, a real pleasure. For, absolute pleasure. Thanks, Paul. Thanks for joining us on Purpose First. This episode was brought to you by Remote, creating custom software for good business. Go to remote.online to find out more. For more talks, videos and content from me, go to paulmcgillvery.com. Finally, don't forget to subscribe so you can get the next episodes of this podcast.